What's cracking, y'all? It's Nipsey Hussle. You already know I'm rocking with my homeboy, Twin City Tone. This episode of the Twin City Tone podcast is brought to you by the following. Is it time to sell your home and upgrade to a new one? If so, call the only agent the Twin City Tone podcast trusts. Tim Sheets of Remax Results has been serving the Twin Cities for the past decade. Give him a call at 651-578-2277. That's 651-578-2277. Or find him at SheetsSells.com. That's Sheets with a Z. Clothing. Are you an artist looking to brand yourself? Or maybe you have a brand and want to expand your network? If so, come down to Ill Clothing, home of Ill Cartel Music. Your one-stop shop for music videos, photo shoots, flyers, graphic design, and all your recording needs. Maybe you're looking to rent out a spot for your video shoot, listening party, or other private event. Come check us out at Ill. 522 North Concord, South St. Paul. For more info, call 651-734-5847. Now affiliated with Long Doe and Cherry Sky Studio. Ill gang, ill lifestyle, ill everything. Yo, well, let's get this started. What are you going to talk about? I'm talking about sampling records. Now they say about the crazy ones. The most. Hip hop means everything to me. It's, it's my culture. Huh. Crazy man. You're, you're now rocking with the Twin City Tone Podcast. That's what I'm talking about. Face. You know. I'm the king of my city. The Twin City Tone Podcast. <laughs> I'm so impatient What I meant is there's no escaping I practice my smile Laughing and singing Protect you in between the span of my wings And heard y'all was flying to Mars But I think maybe y'all trying too hard, huh? I used to feel like a weirdo Cause it was so difficult to be cheerful And we trying to reach and explore in case I can locate some supportive resources Afford us the breath of existence before metamorphosis is more than just metaphor for next I was watching my son play piano and thinking about how we survived that avalanche Looking down at these shoes that I'm standing in I might be happy, this might be happening I told you that a sad song was simple What I meant was the parts sound familiar In the dark watch you dance with your shadow Loneliness feel like sharp enough to kill you But even when you got somebody to build with Won't automatically promise it's solid Keeping my feet planted firm in my footprint Learning to look through the clouds when they crowded 
When the thunder hits louder than hunger Start running for cover Cut off in block numbers I honestly wonder if I'm just trapped under the thumb of the weather Or whatever's up there Trying to use all my colors to paint with I flew up to space just to find isolation So I'll be the starlight that started tonight Gotta love myself so I can love you right, right? Here we are together again on the Twin City Tone Podcast with Big Wiz and Lisa Moy. Yo, uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Appreciate you rocking with us. This is episode 100. 100. <laughs> yeah, make sure to follow me on all social media at Twin City Tone. Lisa, where can they follow you? At it's Lisa Moy, M O Y. And you yeah. can follow me at Big Wiz six one two. Yeah. So uh, episode one hundred, big episode for us. So we Very had to funny. have a big guest. Yeah. And uh, yeah. none other than the one and only episode one hundred. Episode one hundred. Yeah, man. Yo, thanks for having. Thank, thank you for having me uh, come through, you guys. For yeah. man, it's an honor, bro. A- episode coming. Franklin, the, the That's episode right. one hundred. Big Ben. Big Ben. That's big Ben. Right. That's right. We made it, Tone. We, we made it to one hundred. Talking about this for a minute, man. man. I appreciate you. We should have had a bottle of champagne, but it's early. It's early, though. We'll pop Don't it, matter. Uh, we're popping <laughs> Essentia and coffee. <laughs> Got a bottle of kombucha. <laughs> there it is. Uh, before we get started, so where can people follow you on social media? Uh, on Twitter, it's at Atmosphere. On Instagram, it's at Atmosphere. On Facebook, I think. Is, is it an at thing at Facebook? It's at Atmosphere. Uh, everywhere is Atmosphere. Um if yeah, if, yeah, I think we got them all okay. locked down. Atmosphere. Yeah. Atmosphere. Tune in if you're not already. If you're not already hip, you should be. But uh, so let's just let's get started, man. Um, I always like to ask, like, how did you originally get started with music? I was in, I got interested. Uh, I think mo- most kids get interested. You know, you just get swept in the wave. So around a certain age, I guess around ten or eleven, mm-hmm. I started wanting to collect music. Okay. Prior to that, I was like any other kid. Uh, you know, they'd throw cardboard in the front yard of one of the houses, and we'd get out there and try to break dance or try to be, try to do what the older kids were doing. Right. You yeah. know, and so with that, um, I was kind of introduced to hip hop as an active, as as as, a, as an active state, not just the music you listen to. My father would play would play music in the car. I would hear that. That's how I was introduced to like Rapper's Delight and a lot of like the older jams. Yeah. But it was also next to Earth, Wind, and Fire or whatever. It, it wasn't like it was just music to me. Mm-hmm. I it, it, I didn't see any differences. It wasn't until I started seeing kids in my neighborhood uh, being active that I was like, well, I want to be active too, and and I want to do this too. And that, and it, so it started with just like breaking. But like I said, by the time I got to like eleven, I started wanting to collect records because I saw. I saw the coolness in that, you know. Yeah. Some people wanted sports cards, baseball cards, things like that. Yep. That was my version of that. And so, uh, once a week, my mom would let me go pick a forty-five down at the Wax Museum on Lake Street, and that was kind of what got me into. I don't even know if yet I was thinking I was a part of music. I was just a fan, mm-hmm. but I, I wanted to play these records for other kids. When they come over, I'd be like, listen to this. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that was kind of the beginning on, of being yeah. a DJ. Dope. That was the beginning of me kind of getting in, into that. So by the time I was like 13, I had a couple crates, you know? And, and by then I was like, 
if I'd come to your little birthday party or something, I was bringing records. Okay. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, I was like little. I was, you know, and also my mom, I was the first born of three. So my mom was super protective. So it was really kind of a struggle for me to figure out how to get freedoms, to go kick it, things mm-hmm. like that. So I was trying to take part when I could, how I could design my world to fit in. So it's like, yeah, I was trying to play at birthday parties or, you know, got a little older, started crawling out the window to go right on shit because that was that was the move there kind of in the mid to late 80s. Yeah. You know, and that's when I finally was kind of like, oh, oh, I'm doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like I was "Ah, it's over. And, And by then, you know, Travitron was on the radio and he was reinforcing a code of ethics to me because as a, as a younger kid he wouldn't just play records on there but he would talk right and, and and he was always saying very positive he had lots of positive shit to say and i looked up to him and i'm like going oh this older guy playing these records that i want to hear he's got an east coast accent i was all about this guy right and so to see him doing these this positive informational stuff in between songs and all this i was just like oh that's how you're supposed to be and then my rap, my favorite rap icons started doing the same thing. I started hearing more positivity coming through the records, you know. Like when Run DMC happened, I wanted to be that because it was aggression and they were yelling at people and I wanted to yell at people. And I wanted Man, I, I wanted that. I wanted Adidas. But then That's what AG said when Run wore Adidas, I followed the leader like <laughs> <laughs> Then later in life they started becoming more informational and more it wasn't just about the street, but they were thinking Global. They were looking right. at our place in the world, and I'm like, that's what I want. Then I had Travis on the radio playing these records, him talking, and I just, that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to be that. And I was like 15, but I turned 25 that's immediately crazy. at that point. At 20, at 15, I was like, I, I wasn't eating pork. Like, I was going in. <laughs> right. I went in. Like, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. My mom was like, you don't, you don't eat bacon no more. Yeah. <laughs> what, so what Real just, shit. Because like, the rappers wasn't eating pork. Yeah, okay. no. No, because oh, there, were, there was a lot of Islam being taught in yeah. hip-hop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Just, just, I wouldn't even say subtly, because it wasn't subtle. If you knew, you knew. Right. But right. when my mom heard it, she didn't know right. that, that when if I played in front of her, she didn't know that I was being indoctrinated. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, but, and so, but, but to me... When later in life, when I got out of high school and, and looked at my life as a as a early in the early twenties and had a kid and was like, I'm still freestyling out here. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. I just always would remember what put me on that path. And so even if I don't get to ever be a rapper f- for a living or some shit, mm-hmm. I knew, oh, okay, I'll drive a truck. But I am a part of this, and I will yeah. continue to push the teachings forward because now I have a kid, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And this was like, you know, I I quit rapping. 10 times easily before it ever actually clicked for me like rap really like I didn't I didn't really get to start paying paying my bills with this till I was like 30 and that's a late bloomer yeah. in this industry yeah, definitely yeah mm-hmm. and so up until that point to me this was just all about continuing to be like a an arrogant but positive mm-hmm. member of the community you know true, what I'm saying it's like I'm, I'm gonna be a truck driver but I'm also part of this community. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and it's interesting because when I really look back on it, the, I played a role in the community ever since the 80s, but I was on the side because I had to sneak out to get there. I, I was never a, in a position to really be like some of like some of my homies were. Like I look at like stage one and saw how active he was. Right. Me and him knew each other back then, but he was in a position to be far more active than the position I was in, being on the far south side, having to sneak out to get it in. And I had my crew, but we were all kind of in a similar situation. But I also know, okay, 
because of the way I had to get it, that's also what informed me of how no matter where I'm at, if I'm in court, if I'm at the DMV, if I'm wherever I'm at, I am still this. But Period. but it's yeah. but it's it's just waiting to come back out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. And, and, and now that, that this is what I do, it, it comes out freely. It's all it's nonstop. But I I definitely had to chameleon my way through the 20s because I had to like hold jobs. I had to bite my tongue because I'm working for some guy. Yeah. And I didn't have good jobs. I wasn't educated per se. You know what I'm saying? It's right. like I, but I was I didn't care. I was like I'm gonna grind this out, get some health insurance for my kid, but. I'm still this guy, you know, like you say, when you met me working at the fetus, you know, I was a grown ass man working in a record store right. trying to convince people buy this. This is good for you. I didn't, but I hadn't had no vested interest in that. It didn't matter no, to me whose tapes sold. And you didn't super push your own music onto us. You let us know you were dropping I shit. I don't want to be corny. You know what I'm saying? The, I would let you know. I would, sure. I would make sure they put my shit on the board just right. like everybody else's shit on the board. Because what are you going to do? I'm here. If you don't, you, you're looking at me. But like I mean, I go me. back. I still got a couple of the headshots tapes, bro. I was looking for them to bring them here. I wanted yeah. to fuck you up, but I couldn't find them. That's like, how I remember. Oh, you should let me know. I'd have brought them all. I got all that shit. <laughs> right. I got, I got, I got at least one of everything I almost I had to collect some of it because I had a flood in my basement uh, about 10 years ago and it ruined the bottom layer of I got a huge record collection oh, and I always kept dang. all my own shit on the bottom because I don't need you to dig through that you know right. what I'm saying you're at my crib and you're looking at my records you don't have to see that shit well then the water wrecked all oh. that shit oh, and then shit. it was like okay I'm gonna go and find it in record stores I'm going to record stores and they're marking the shit up and I'm like why is this so expensive and they're like oh cause it's rare mm. I'm just like that's my face can I get a discount you know what I'm saying <laughs> right. Like, right. Right. like so it was a grind sometimes to really find it and still be willing to pay the price the, right. the, the price you know what I'm saying like even when I go to Discogs right now and look up some of the some of the stuff I'm like man I don't have this one but I'm not I'm not giving nobody this. I'm gonna have to wait so I can find this shit in a record store not in Brazil or some for shit this, like for this vinyl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was your first um, album uh, record that you collected? My very first 45 was called 30 Days, and it was by Run DMC. Nice. And truth be told, it wasn't even like a hit off of that record, mm -hmm. but I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm just no. My, I'm, I was a kid. I was like 11. And I was at the Wax Museum, and I saw a Run DMC 7-inch, and was like, that's the one. I gotta have that. I gotta have that. Yep. And then I think uh, I showed it to a friend, and he's like, you bought the wrong one. You're supposed to get, it's like that, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't thinking like yeah. that in the, yeah. in the moment. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I look at it now like with some of my kids, and they'll be like, we'll be at Target, right? And they'll be looking at the, the, those, little, those little matchbox monster truck things right, that they sell right. now. And he'll be like, I want that one. And I'll, I want to be like, why you want that one? This one's way tighter. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, it don't even matter. He's right. like, that That's one is, wants, yeah, right. it's right there. You know, and now, and I, and I get it. I look at it now. But that was the first, that was the first record I ever owned. Prior to that, my parents had records. And okay. so I was always listening to those, you know. My mom would get promos. Back then, in like the, in the late 70s, in the early 80s, the promo game on vinyl was ridiculous. It was like full on, full lengths, tons of promos right. being pushed to everyone they would send promos to the radio station instead of singles mm -hmm. because they're like hey you figure out which song you want to play you know like it was such a big industry at that time i remember that. And all the that money and just getting thrown you know yeah. well my mom had a friend who was a dj who would bring all the promos and my mom would go through them and grab all the r&b all the soul records and in the 80s those records weren't that good i have all those records now now in 2020 those records are fucking amazing. Like right. those are some of the yeah. best records I Fire. have. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. but back then, you could go through 20 of them and be like, ah, uh, 
whatever, whatever, whatever. But nah, fuck that. Now you pull into the mind, and now you see, oh my god, we'll this sample, is so far man. ahead of its time. Even not even on some sample shit, but just on some listen shit. Right. It's like this was this shit that they're doing was corny back then because it sounded fake, and everybody was coming out of the world of a coo- of, of, of of actual analog instruments and yeah. shit like that. And in the eighties, the drum machine started just started to right. break off, and people just weren't ready for it. It was ahead of its time. You needed people like Prince and them to come later and, right. and show you that the drum machine was actually dope. Mm-hmm. Or, or Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, whatever, right. you know what I'm saying? But right. but in like 82, what are you, New York weirdo art, R&B? What is this shit, you know? Yeah. But nah, nah, fuck that. Nowadays, those records are some of it's the best fire. records I got. Like, it's just like, yeah. That's, That's crazy that you like, you're like born into music. Yeah. Like you're I mean, born into it. I was born into having really young parents is right. really what I think it is. I was born to parents who still spent grocery money on records instead of on groceries you know what <laughs> i mean like real, and, and so yeah. and so it's not so much that i was born into music no more than they were or whatever it's right. like it's a it's a cultural thing in certain neighborhoods no, or certain environments is. you know what i'm saying music is a thing it's a antidepressant and totally bro so these are the people Absolutely. that couldn't afford back then to have pills and all all up in their in their in their cabinets. That's so only the rich people had all them access to all them drugs back then. Right. This was it, you know. Dude, Rec- it totally records is. and weed it and coke. Still you know is, what I'm saying? Though. It's like like I just recently started DJing and I noticed I work mornings and I just put on uplifting Bob Marley. Yeah. yeah. In the morning, it wakes the cooks up. It wakes all the waitresses. Everyone I work with is like, "Damn, I really love them." Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. I go crazy when I because I'm gonna spin hip hop all day long. Yeah. Right. Once work gets in full gear, right. so I like waking up to that great feel good music. Hall and Oates. Mm-hmm. Like it's crazy the playlist in the morning. Like if you ever go back and check those playlists, I do, I do. I check. You'll, you'll be like, "Damn, <laughs> Wizzy, we're playing for real." But that's what that's why you're right though. It's music. therapy. Yeah. It's, it's therapy. Yeah. It is. It is. Definitely. Yo, one thing that I find cool is you mentioned all four elements of hip-hop in your upbringing, right? Like, you started out kind of doing breakdancing and whatnot, mm-hmm. and then you started with the with the record collection, going to parties and DJing, and then you're sneaking out doing graffiti, and then you got into rapping, so you got, like, all four elements right there covered. And That's radio. cool. I mean, I, f- I feel like if you talk to most people my age, they did. Yeah. It, was a th- right. it wasn't like a... You didn't pick one element until the industry was like, this makes money. Or somebody came along and validated you and was like, yo, you're really dope at scratching. And then you might be like, well, I ain't gonna put so much attention on breakdancing because I'm getting old and it's hurting my body, but people think I can scratch good, so you start, like you didn't really pick one until something validated you, either mm-hmm. financially or a pat on the back, you know what I'm saying, something like that. So true, Prior man. to that, it was like, this was it. You know, you did graffiti. Your graffiti might've been whack, but you did it. Your breaking might've been whack, but when your friends were doing it, you were over there. You know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't a matter of. It wasn't until later when when people started getting awarded for being dope that you start to go, I'm gonna focus on one, or I'm just gonna be an advocate because plenty of us fell back and didn't try to dance for money, didn't try to rap for money, or didn't try to you know get attention for DJing or did whatever. They just fell back and just went to the events and enjoyed it. And and I feel like. That's always been an interesting part of this this movement in particular was that even the advocates are still so wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. Even if they're not actively yeah. participating, they're still the it's like it's like sports or something, man. Like you 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 sit at home watching on TV, but but you know all the stats. Right. You know yeah. you know every piece of this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Like they they're still so wrapped up in it that uh, 
to me, that's that's always been the, the, the beauty of of a lot of this is just the way we're all interconnected. Like a like like it's kind of like Star Trek did that to some people. They're all they all go to the for like, sure, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, this will never go to become a thing where we just meet in Vegas every once a year <laughs> right. and yeah. hang out. You know what I'm saying? But, but slug all my like us four here. These guys here, we all know each other because of this culture and this lifestyle yeah, we're talking about. All my best friends, I have maybe one out of five that are like childhood that I came up with before music shit. All my best friends are some music way related, whether it's an artist, a graphic dude, um, a, a DJ, a producer. It's just crazy how you end up gravitating towards yeah. you know, similar likings. And yeah, it's just, it's just a testament of this culture here. It's just, it is, it's just so deeply rooted, man. It consumes you. Gotta be all in. It's, it's like, a life. You know? It's a lifestyle. I mean, yeah, it's, you it know is. what I mean. It's like it's it's who you are. Like Definitely. we are hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's not like yeah. I do hip hop. I am hip hop. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So like, yeah, it's a cool thing. And I think like-minded people gravitate towards like-minded people. Fact. So mm -hmm. the fact that I mean, I can I can attest to that too. Like all my closest friends and people that I'm, you know, close with. It's not necessarily that we grew up together. It's like we were brought together through some type of music or yeah. or DJing or. Mm -hmm party promoting or mm -hmm. something but it's something hip-hop related mm -hmm. yeah it's that's deep cool. here it is deep. it's very deep it's very deep um i was gonna ask you this what like do you remember the moment that clicked when you were like okay this is it like i'm really gonna do this it's like a week ago <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's hard to put a finger on it because i mean because you've been doing it for so long and i've gone back and forth i've quit i've come back you know i i would say not i had i i never quit again in the 2000s once I got once I got in the van I never had a quitting moment but prior to that I quit a gang of times because it was frustrating and I was banging my head against it I was like and when I say quit I just mean I quit thinking about pursuing this as a life option or a, a career or a job option uh, I still knew I was gonna freestyle and rap and, and, and hang out with my friends and, and, yeah. and whatnot but so it probably was, you know, getting in the van was probably like if I have to define a line. Once I started getting in the van and playing shows in other cities was when I was like, all right, I'm going to figure out what I got to do to make sure I could do this for as long as I possibly can. Because mm -hmm. something about crossing time zones, crossing mountains, driving around the country, showing up, setting up, taking part in, the, in this culture of like the, the carny or... The circuit, Groundhog right. Day, mm -hmm. showing up, setting up whatever your production is. If it's just yep. two turntables and a microphone, or you put up, putting up that banner yep. in every city, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? All of that shit. Uh, like it, it felt like oh, this is part of my. Like if you believe in things like reincarnation and whatnot, like this felt like oh, I've been doing this for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. Some sort of this of the traveling. Fuck it, the traveling salesman even. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like showing up with the magic I mean, water sense, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. but but part of that whole, and then and then getting out of town before they catch on to you. You know, and, right. and get to the next town. Like all that shit, man. Like, uh, I fell in love with all that. So it wasn't even just at that point. It wasn't even just about rapping or about the music anymore. It was about the actual. It was about the actual experience. Yeah. And and that's when I was like, I have to. I have to figure this out even if I'm not the guy on stage if I'm the manager fucking bus driver I need to be a part of this I need to be a part of this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so that's a whole, that was a whole different dynamic that 
obviously it's still a part of hip hop to me because I've married those two things. But when I found that dynamic, I was like, man, I could, I would, I'll drive your bus if, I mean, even if you're a race car driver or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to be the traveling guy. So that I was, it. I'm able to take the music that I love and mix it with the traveling that I love. And that's, that was it. So I would that's say awesome, right man. around 2000, 99, 2000 was when I was like, oh, okay. That you was, that was when I was like, I know now yeah. what I'm supposed to do for work. It ain't necessarily rapping, but it's traveling, mm -hmm. you know? And it's funny because I've always even made music with that in mind. Like ever since that point, I started figuring out how to make music for the purpose of traveling with it, as opposed to how do I make music that, that they're gonna bang in the car? Mm -hmm. Like I knew right. I wanted it to bang in my car when I heard it, but I never had a good stereo in my car, so I was <laughs> never too worried yeah. about it fucking standing up next to Too Short, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. I was like, I, my shit is for headphones, I knew that, okay. and then and stage. So how do I make mm. music for you to listen to on headphones mm. when you're walking through the snow to the bus stop? And then when I come to your city from, to make you be able to go, that sounds like the guy in my headphones. Right. It doesn't sound different. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and, yeah. that, and that was. And that's so important. We talk about it all the time on here. Right. How the artist reflects on the stage. That was always important to me. Mm -hmm. Like going to see my favorite artists and they just suck live. Oh, that's horrible. It just killed me. Oh, that's, that breaks me. And there's a couple people, I won't even say their names, that just disappointed me that I won't go see again because of that. Yeah. See, it's a skill. It you know? is. It's a certain amount of skill that you have to have. Well, I mean, if, in, but also if you make your records sound like. <laughs> right yeah. and big production. How the production. fuck you gonna put you that on stage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you right. you really gotta have some real production to pull it right. off. You know? So that was a part of why our records always—I won't say lo-fi, but our records always were realistic. We made music okay. that was realistic to our lives, as far as what I talked about, and as far as you know, I, I just made sure it was—I was myself as as best as I could be. Anthony was his self as best as he could be, even in the create creative part. But then also. When I go to represent this, sorry. When I go to represent this, I can represent this without having to like be like, okay, who am I supposed to be right now? Be you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like, right. That's one thing I say. Like, your music is very authentic, and I like how you're always able to take just like everyday shit and turn it into a song. Like, I was listening to the recent album and like Postal Lady. Oh, like, oh I, I was love like, that song. I was like, this dude made a whole song about a fucking male woman. But it's, you know what I mean? A letter like, but it's catchy. is the appropriate oh, term. My I'm, mom I'm sorry, just letter carrier. retired. I'm sorry. <laughs> working for the post office for like 30 years. So when yeah. I was listening to that song, I was, like, I was thinking about my mom. I was like, yo, it's funny. Listen, I was thinking about your mom. <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you know, I, I like that song a lot. Because I haven't had enough time to get sick of it yet, uh, but but I, I, you know, I am always looking for that song, and yeah. so it's it's not that often that even I get to find that one mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, this is so baseline. This is that. This is like this is right feet on earth kind of a song, yeah. but also right. nobody's done it yet. Yeah, so when I can think true. of that joint that I've, I ain't never heard nobody do that, no. and it's relatable, mm -hmm. and it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've been using the word dad rap for a while. I've been throwing that around just because uh, they stole emo rap from me. And so I had to get some new shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I've I, I been using dad rap for a while, and that song to me is like... Total dad it's rap. It's the pinnacle yeah. of dad rap. I'm saying like... <laughs> it is. It is. It's and what's great is nobody else could write it. That was the other thing, too. I was like, oh... 
Ain't nobody ever did that. But when I think about it and go through, like, let's just say, Dirty Girl, my fake list of top 100 rappers, none of these dudes could have wrote, or women, right. could have wrote that fucking song. You. you know what I'm saying? It's like, why would they? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Why would you? Why, why would I? Well, yeah. fuck it. I did it and I, and I like it. You know, we'll see if people like it. We'll see what kind I of like response it, it gets. I like but it. I'm playing for my mom. I'll let you know what she said. I appreciate it. <laughs> pretty sure she's going to like it. I appreciate it. <laughs> nah, no. Nah, yeah, that's good. I mean, and, and one thing too, like, I find it really interesting that you said, like, you create your music knowing that you're going to be performing it live, mm -hmm. knowing that people are going to be listening to it on their headphones. And now, like, your sound makes a lot more sense. Now that I hear you say that, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, I can sure. go back and listen, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like, uh, it's hard to compare certain artists with each other because we we always looked at it like, well, he had budget and he didn't, and it's like, man, this ain't a budget thing. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like a here that 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 preamp and that fucking those effects boxes and then all this outboard gear. That's not what makes the record the record. The record is the record because of the feeling period mm -hmm. whatever feeling you can create and man i've heard four track music by people that has moved me as much as big orchestrated events you know what i'm saying and so it's like so to so to me that's where i get to draw the parallels and do the comparison game between different artists and their music is like well what am i feeling from this music you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like what is it what is it that you're giving me and that's where i and that's where i separate everybody you know i don't put buster rhymes in the same category that i put jay-z in they're actually different categories right. even though they're yeah. super famous and they're both in mainstream and whatever and, and, and we you go to a record store they're in the same category you know right. what I'm saying but, but to me it's a, it's a, it's a I, don't, I, don't, I don't go to them for the same thing right. you know what I'm energy. saying it's right. like yeah, 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 yeah. so true man and, and, and I feel like that's kind of how I break my genres down of music in general you know what I'm saying it's like what do I go to when I want to feel this that's a category mm -hmm. what do I go to when I want when I want that's a category you know like, like what do I this is oh this is my doing the dishes and vacuuming category of music. I listen to this shit when I'm fucking cleaning the house type shit or something. Right. You know what Man, I mean? Totally. Like, mm -hmm. So let me ask you guys this: Do you go to music based on how you're feeling at the moment, or do you go to music to try to determine how you're gonna like to to change your mood? You know what I mean? Or both? All, all, yeah, all of it. I think all, all of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. I would if have I'm to in a super I'm mood, I'll. I get in moods, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Or even just to not even, I, I might not even be in like a mood, but just because I want to hear some new or, you know, yeah. want to remember a time that I had with this song, I'll do that. But not to even just to change my mood or yeah. make me feel a different way, but just to like, oh yeah, just to oh, remember yeah. this or to be like, I want to hear some new shit. Yeah. I do that too. Okay. All right. Yeah. You mentioned dad rap, so obviously you're a dad. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about fatherhood and how that's maybe changed your life and changed your perspective on on music as well early on i mean i've been a, i've been a father for a long time mm -hmm. and uh how, how old were you when you had your first kid i was 21 when i had the first kid and i'm 48 47 now 48 you're a virgo though I know i'm a that. virgo yeah, yeah yeah shout out to virgos <laughs> so my youngest is 25 and then i got a three kids under the age of 10. I got three smaller okay. kids too. Where? And there was a difference between fatherhood back then and fatherhood now. Mm -hmm. And the difference is I'm older now mm -hmm. and I'm not worried as much about how to pay the light bill right now. And so I'm able to put a little bit more focus and emphasis on 
actualizing and 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 materializing the kind of dad I want to be. Whereas yeah. the first time I was a dad, my circumstances shaped what kind of dad I had to be. Right. So with this, I try to keep that in mind when certain things in my world come in that are circumstantial to to try to shape what kind of dad I have to be. For instance, touring, I got a tour, I got to leave town, things like that. I try to consider it because I'll get down on myself like, man, I got, I'm about to leave for that many weeks, uh, whatever, whatever. And then right. I got I to gotta go, well, okay, what is, what is the return on that? What is, I'm buying time. You know, I, I also figured out like that, that's the main currency that I want to work in is time. Yep. You know, I want to get as much time as I can to do the things that I love and enjoy. And oftentimes I think we get hemmed up and I man, I look back on my youth and man, I'm like, why was I so fucking upset and stressed out and all of these things? Cause I was having the time of my life, like yeah. straight up, you know, what, what, and right. I wish there was a way to trans translate that to, to my oldest, like, you know, anything that you might be stressing about right now, chill you have your whole life to do that like right. focus on what, what what you got right in front of you you know what i'm saying focus For real. on and so so how that applies to fatherhood uh, to, to to try and wrap it back around to your question is you know both things have been impactful on my ability or my music or whatever it is that i'm doing here chasing a, a dream whatever it is you know fatherhood impacted it pros and cons i mean the cons are the time thing you know, yeah. the parenthood, the having to take the time to be a parent. If I didn't have kids, who knows what I could have maybe accomplished in yeah. this world? You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like that's just a real thing to say. I don't even mean that in a negative no, it's way. Real. It's just, it's it is real. what it is, it's you know? Facts, yeah. But also, if I hadn't had kids, I might not have got shit done yeah. because those kids were influence and inspiration to get some shit done. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, who sure. knows what kind of idiot I might have been. Imagine if rap would have worked for me at 25 if i had dropped overcast i think i was like 25 when that came out and people started throwing all this shit in my face drugs and all this yeah. shit and i had no kids who fucking knows right. what would have happened you know right. what i'm saying it was because i had this kid that i was able to like really look at the situation make better choices and better mm -hmm. decisions yeah, for myself you know what i'm saying like no, be more definitely. responsible what have you you know i also do think being a late bloomer was helpful with that as well because i'm 30 and people are putting me in groups with 21 year olds. Mm -hmm. You know, we dropped God Loves Ugly and people were like, oh, so you're this kind of rapper and you're like this. And so we're gonna put you on festivals with these guys. And so I'm around all these guys that are five, six, seven, eight years younger than me. And they're wild as fuck. Right. And right. I'm like 30 with a kid, like going, nah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'll have a drink, but I'm chilling. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's like who, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad I was a late bloomer in hindsight, you know? I had nothing to do with your question though. But anyway, <laughs> being a father really informed what I was able to do with this music. Pros and cons. You know what I'm sure. saying? It goes both ways. Now, being a musician, the influence it has on fatherhood is interesting because I have a relationship with younger people via music. People mm -hmm. will either ask me for advice, questions, and so I have uh, verbose and practice and speaking. I have ways that I have learned how to talk to that I see coming out of myself when talking to my children at times that just help me be articulate with them. Right, help me right. help me really connect with them in a way that I don't know I would have that if I was was uh you know if I was selling real estate or selling car insurance or some shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that I would have that type of communication. I would have a different kind of communication. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like but but being able to like articulate especially with my 9-year-old right now. It's it's fascinating because 
we speak some of the same language, you know what I'm saying? Because as a kid, he's working in the world of slang now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and some of that slang is like, oh, that's just some of the same shit we say. He knows some of my words are old school, but he gets it. He understands yeah. what mm-hmm. fresh dope, all that shit is. You know what I'm right. saying? And so it's like, it's 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 That's it's cool. it definitely. I feel like it, it enables me to have more of a fun kind of youthful fatherhood, especially being an older father now. At, at at my age, having three kids under ten, it's like the fountain of youth for me. Mm-hmm. You know, totally. I, mean, I think about how it was for like my dad at this age, and and it was you know not as it was crushing. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was. It was a cold, cold world. Whereas, like, I get to go home and fucking play with some kids yeah. after after I leave here. I'm gonna right. get them from school, go home, and kick it. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Yeah. How like, do they feel about your music? Like, how do your, your kids feel about your music? You know, they're uh, I don't I don't play it around the house because I'm okay. not like the kind of dude that just is bumping my own shit. Mm-hmm. But when like I'm in the process of mixing a record, mm-hmm. they have to hear it in the car. Because that's where I'll usually study it mostly. If I'm all right, I gotta go to Target. I'll fucking pop it in and listen to two songs. Yep. Oh, the snare's a little too loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let Ant know. Or, oh, look at that. Oh, shit. Did I mispronounce that word? Oh, you know, shit like yeah. that. Then they have to hear it. Okay. And it's dope for me because I get to kind of get a gauge on what they think of it, even mm-hmm. though they're not like, okay, so here's what I thought of your song. Right. It's like, oh, is he singing the hook right now? That's a good hook. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, like, things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? So 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 they hear stuff in the in the pre-production and the post-production, but once the record's done, I doubt they'll have to hear it again until they decide to go for it. You know. Okay. Um, the nine-year-old right now, he goes into Spotify and listens to shit. And I get a little worried about it sometimes because I say a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, well, he's gonna come ask me about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It right. ain't like, and has he done that before? Has nah, you about not him? yet. You know, okay. and then the thing is, I don't really say anything that I'm like, oh, I'm polluting his brain. Right. More so, I'm I'm saying things that it's like, okay, how is he gonna wrestle with the concept of what I said there, mm-hmm. and what is that going to, what is that going to do? You know, because if I'm referencing oral sex or some shit in a song, and he's picking up on it. You gonna bring that up, or are right. you just gonna sit on that? You gonna, yeah. you know, I'm just waiting. You know what I right, mean? Right, like, right, right. So, I'm feeling my way through it like anybody, uh, but with the internet and being what it is nowadays, and being almost virtually impossible to like fully, fully clamp down on. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's all you know, it's all a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm learning as I go, and it's different than with the first kid because with yeah. the first kid, the internet wasn't what it is now. Right. right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so he was a little bit more. He had cable television to to be up in his up in his grill, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so he had cartoons or whatever that was introducing to him. But it was a pace that I was easier. I'm, I apologize that I keep spitting. It was a pace that I was able to keep up with. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, okay, okay. So 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 you're aware of that now. You know what I'm saying? Okay, right. so let's let's talk about it. Whereas mm-hmm. with this, we're, we're, we're gonna yeah. see what happens. They, right. they, they have access to anything. They do at any time. Are That's any crazy. of them like following in your footsteps when it comes to music? Are they like? You know, listening to their favorite artists, are they like wanting to rap? There's, are they like making you know? There's definitely interest in uh, records. Um, there's instruments in my house, okay. and so they pick things up and play with them. You know what I'm saying? They're, there's a small nice. little drum kit, and there's a mm-hmm. guitar and an amp, uh, and there's a piano, and you know, they're there. They're interested, but it's not like any. They're also interested in soccer. And they're okay. also interested, you know what I'm saying? And right. so it's like, yeah. we'll, we'll see where it all ends up. You know, okay. I don't want to like push anybody into soccer or push anybody. Right. But when I start seeing strengths, I'll reinforce those strengths. Like, For yo, sure. that's tight. Or yo, what you, oh, that was, you know, just and, and, and kind of see where they end up. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'll say this, man, like 
uh, the worst thing about this is the I've I've watched homies of mine, people who are way better than me at this, and just have their dreams crushed, and it's heartbreaking. And I wouldn't wish this on no friends, no kids. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Mm-hmm. Go make music. You should, everybody, the whole world should make music. Mm-hmm. But sure. the idea of trying to make that translate into like a job, like I'm lucky that I've gotten to get where I'm at. People who've gone further than me, I can't even imagine what they feel like. Because mm-hmm. that is like you, you hit the lottery. Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know how lucky I am just to be where I'm at. Right. So people that got, you hit the lottery, all of the people who don't, it's like man like because because we all take this so personal mm-hmm. this is such Definitely. that like i've i've seen homies like just be crushed and everybody picks himself up moves on and figures it out for sure mm-hmm. but i just know even without the crushing i know how heartbreaking this shit's been for me you yeah. know what i mean so it's like i would never push anybody into this okay. but if you come to me someday and go hey i want an npc i'm like you know what I have one. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like it's like I could I we we right. can do this. Yeah. You know, right. it, right. it's there right. for them. But just like anything else, the only thing I would try to dissuade them from dissuade. That's a word, right? Dissuade, dissuade. meaning the opposite of persuade. persuade. Right? Okay. The only yeah. thing I would try to convince them out of I don't, that don't sound right either. The thing that I just I just hope they don't try to play football. Um, no football. Right. I mean, honestly, I yeah. love football. Okay. But. The injuries. Those head injuries. The head injury yeah. thing. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. scares me so much now. You know what I mean? Like, I wish they would just take the helmets away from these people. Mm. For real. And yeah. just be done with it. Take it them helmets away. Let's yeah. see. Let's see what you do now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's gonna be way more careful out there. For real. You know? Facts. And, and but 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 damn, I keep spitting. Uh but if they're like, no, I want to play football. Well, play football all right, man. no helmets. I mean, I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, my da- really my dad. You know, my dad's an OG, so he always tells me they damn near didn't have helmets back in their day. Like, oh, wow. these guys are pussies and all that. <laughs> like, we didn't have no all the we used to go out there past, with two rings. Yeah, all the past interference calls, everything. I mean, it's our crazy. parents make everything so much more extreme. Yeah. Like For back sure. in the day, we didn't have this. I'm oh like, yeah, and it was like, like I do that to okay. my little nephews now though, so. Yeah. But I had a question uh, still about uh, the kids. So do you do you have any music that your kids listen to that you actually like? You dig? Have they put you on anything new, like new artists or anything? I've, I've, you know, it's funny. I don't really dislike any music, right? But also with that, I don't necessarily. I'm not blown away by anything either. Now okay. I see. I, 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 it's all just experiences and moments. And so I listen to a new album come out, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I might go back and hear it again, again. But at this point in my life, I don't think anybody's ever going to make another album that I'm going to hear 20 times. Right. I think when I was 17, there was probably 100 albums mm-hmm. that I heard that many times because it was forming me. Yeah. But now that I'm formed, now I do it like films. I don't watch any movies a bunch of times either. I, I take it in and I'm like, okay, that was that was deep or that was a thing, right. you know what I'm saying? And I'll still be like, well, this album is way better than this one. I still can tell the difference. It's kind of a cool way to look at it, though, yeah. like a film. Like I can tell the ex- difference between yeah. who's dope and who's not, mm-hmm. but nothing is ever going to make me, nothing's going to change my life again, for better or for worse. And I'm not saying that by I bragging. Totally it's understand. like it's unfortunate, because, yeah. but it's just because I'm too old now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you, you reach a certain part where... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some shit's gonna pop off this year. I'm gonna hear something and be like, "Oh my God, I've been waiting for this forever." Like right. I, I don't know. I'm just speaking from where I stand right now. No, but, you're yeah. right. Though I remember being younger, how music literally would shape your life. Yeah. Like a UGK album, yeah. I talk about all the time. Riding Dirty changed my life. I mean, yeah. 
just shit like that. I get it totally. Do you remember what the last album was that you listened to? You're like, oh, sh- like this is crazy. Like something that just blew you away. Kendrick. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last time I was like Good Kid, Mad City. Or um, nope. The one, the one that came after that, uh, To Pimp a Butterfly. Butterfly. I liked Good Kid, Mad City. Mm-hmm. It actually, I think that record's better than To Pimp a Butterfly. I like that record better, but To Pimp a Butterfly blew me the fuck away. Like that was one where I was like, oh, shit, you're about to change everything. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't. Thank God. <laughs> You know, but it added a new layer, yeah. which is really what it was supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but when I heard that, I was just like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing? You know? And like I said, I, I think I liked Good Kid, Mad City better, though. Yeah. But yeah, to pimp, to pimp a Butterfly, I was just like, fuck. Right. Kendrick's what the one fuck? of those artists, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I thought it was going to, like, have a huge impact on 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 the on the bigger movement that was going on i thought we were about to have like 10 people trying to sound like that and i'm glad we didn't yeah but also damn imagine had that happened like what that what what that would have done long term Mm -hmm. if that would have if if that was a huge money making way to go about making an album right and and imagine how much work people would put in their albums and thought Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know if that'd be good or bad but it'd be interesting yeah you know what i'm saying it would be yeah, I never thought about that. Cause like, if if it would have popped off and like went crazy, then you would have that that ripple effect throughout the whole industry. Yeah. Everybody would be trying to emulate that sound. Yeah. I think it's probably good. At, well, that would have been kind of cool though. It'd be interesting. You know, you know, you'd had a lot more music that maybe didn't sound like uh, it would not to cut you up, but it wouldn't have been authentic. I think Kendrick did it from an authentic place. Sure, right. sure, sure. Everyone else would have just been kind of copying, copying, and it's just it like, would, yeah. yeah, it wouldn't have been good. No, and, and it would have been interesting. Like it would have it would have been interesting to hear, but it would have been a lot of music that was like uh, scientifically thought out. Yes, as opposed to creating. Whereas I do feel like some of the more simplified music that I hear, I'm like, oh my god, all you need is eight bars. It's amazing. Yeah. I don't even have to hear the whole song. Right, it's amazing. Whereas with that record. Eight bars wasn't enough. You had to listen to 24 bars of it. You yeah. had to listen to the whole thing to see where it's a movie. You had to see where it was going. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm glad it happened though, because it, it definitely had an impact on me. It yeah. made me take a look at things and and, and, and break things down. And and, yeah. totally. and it was the last time I think I probably actually had to analyze somebody's album. You know? No, he'll do that. Kendrick will have you yeah. rewind. Like, what the fuck <laughs> like, did he just say? <laughs> what I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put it in the top fifty albums or any shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know if I would put Kendrick in my top fifty. I'd have to really be weird enough to write down my top fifty. You know what I'm saying? But, but, right. but, but it's not obvious. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but, but then again, my top fifty is probably is all there 50? from 1987 when mm-hmm. I was fucking 15 years old, 17 years that. old. Yeah, yeah. ain't that. nobody broke into there since except Black Thought. He probably the mm-hmm. only rapper. Mm-hmm. From right. after 1993, that got into my fucking top list. You know what I'm saying? It's like and that's yes. understandable. Can you- <laughs> just she's, she's just a Philly girl right here. You're from Philly. Oh, yeah, from- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah, but you hear, but you hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you Definitely. have like a top five or a top ten you could give us MCs of all time? Like, do you have a list? I mean, sure. It, you know, it probably changes day to day, but I would say uh, Melly Mel, LL Cool J. Karis One, Rakim, Ice Cube, Scarface, Black Thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scarface, yes. 
<laughs> that's the only one you co-sign? Yes. <laughs> we'll just say that's my top seven. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for, for now, you know? People are like, where's Biggie? Where's Pac? Like, they happened after I was already older. Yeah. Right. And I was older than them. You know what I mean? Maybe not older than Pac. I don't know. But I think I was older than Biggie. You know what I'm saying? And so it was like, I ain't. Yeah, you were older than Pop. I was born in 71. I was born in 72. So, yeah, he, he had me by a year. Yeah. Wow. You seem younger, man. Like, um, to my kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. My children keep me young. You're is, cool is, dad. Is Jay-Z or Nas anywhere around there? Were they falling in your top top 20, maybe? Or not? You know what? Probably Nas would be in my top 20. Nah, Nas probably would be in my top 10. I named seven. Nas yeah. would probably be up in there, too. Because the impact he had on me yeah. was, me was actually bigger than the impact Jay-Z had on me. Like, I recognize Jay-Z is, like, maybe the best of all time. I don't yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But but he, don't know. he ain't in my top ten. But he ain't in his top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa, me, me and Lisa so go back She said, but he but ain't yeah. know. <laughs> but, I, but Nas so is definitely. Nas is in there. Nas, yeah. You know? Because he, he, and, all, you know, Prodigy I put in my top ten. And a lot of people oh, might be R. like. R.I.P. to Prodigy. Pro- yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Prodigy. Yeah. And, I, and, and I'm not even on no bandwagon shit because. People knew I looked at Prodigy even when he was still with us. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you, you the influence you had. It's crazy. It's crazy. People he was sleep talking Illuminati how, 20 years before kids started getting woke in music. People true. still so sound on, like him to yeah. this day. You got, you got rappers who still have the Prodigy influence. Right. Whereas like nowadays, you don't really hear too much of the J influence in people. It's not as no, prevalent as it was in the '90s and in the 2000s. Yeah. You don't hear no Eminem influence. In right. You don't. There's. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of these influences that were. They, they had these heavy, heavy moments. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, I still hear Prodigy creeping here and there. And what it is is, it's a, it's a. It, 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 he embraced a certain part of his dark side, in his words. Mm-hmm. That that that's amazing. Like True. he he broke a, he broke through a wall for us yeah. with the ability him and Scarface, I'll say the two of them yeah. broke a wall for us to be Face able to talk mom. about depression. Yeah. We we didn't necessarily label it depression, but that's what they were talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like in a, and Definitely. before them, I mean, let's be the streets weren't allowed to be depressed. Not at all. Right. Nope. You couldn't show it anymore. Unless you were a Vietnam vet or, you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, my uncle's crazy. Cra- I was just about to say We crazy. call him crazy. crazy. Yep. Right. yep. We didn't, we didn't yep. get to talk about what it really was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I do think that even though so Face real, and man. Prodigy didn't necessarily come out and label it, they definitely helped us become a little bit more, at least me, we'll say, no, a little bit sure, more man. in touch with what, what, it, what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have you like, ever read Prodigy's book? I, I, I did the audio book of it. It's amazing. The audio book, he's the one reading he it. He reads the oh. I I fully oh, suggest it. Okay, it's the I read it. No, nah, yeah, it, it took me uh, about ten hours to listen to it. I think I, I think that's about how long it was. Maybe a little longer, but I would do it on the bike. So I'll get on the bike, yeah. and this would be my run. I'll go ride around fucking Lake Nokomis and listen to it every day. It kind of is my little cardio that's experiment. Dope. You know what I mean? Like, and man, it was yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I really book. enjoyed it. Scarface's book is really good too. I right? haven't peeped that. Yeah. I have it. I own it. I, I buy his... every rapper's book. I yeah. always because to me, books are the real hustle. Book. Love been books. around forever, man. Like, oh, you know, like they haven't killed books yet. Books yeah. are right. still here. Yeah. The internet didn't even kill books. You know Facts. what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah, yeah. Facts. Now I buy every rapper's book. If you're a rapper and you wrote a book, I have it. I yeah. got a lot of too. Yeah, yeah. got to document it all. I got a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Speaking of stage one, y'all had stage one up here yet? No, nah. you guys need to get him up here to talk yes. about his book. He's got the the, the bridges over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna reach out to stage. He he documents. The, the Twin Cities hip hop scene and its birth and growth, the the best I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Like his documentation of it is deep and and, and and it's 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 real. It's like 
and it's without his own ego involved. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of us have talked. We all talk about the history of this place, but we all put our own ego in there somehow. Even me, when I was talking about, I had to bring up, I had to sneak out of the house and whatnot and do this and that and that. Why do I got to bring that up? What's what's important about that? I don't know. It just comes out of me because it's my way of like being like, well, that's why I was never king of the city when it came to graffiti. It's like almost an insecurity in a weird way. Even though I don't feel insecure, but it's like a disclaimer or a qualifier. Like, oh, I wasn't able to be out there with the rest of the guys. Uh, So I went one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the truth is, whatever. I did my thing. Right. Well, stage documents it without the ego. And I feel feel like it's, you guys should have them. Yeah, I will. That's my guy. I'm going to reach out to stage. Yo, what what was your tag name? Jest. J-E-S-T. Yeah. J-E-S-T. I mean, I had a lot of them, but that was the one I was the most proud of. That was the one that I got up the most. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, But I went through, I'd be Chase until I heard there was another Chase. Then I'd be Dal until I was like, man, this three letters is stupid. And I'd be, you know, and I was king of my schools often, you know what I mean? Yeah. Getting in trouble, dumb ass shit. Sean, you writing on lockers again? Like, ah, uh, you know what I'm saying? But when it came to city, I was up, but I don't have a whole lot of... Like, there's not a lot documented. I got yeah. a couple of snaps of some flicks. You know what I'm saying? I know Stage had a couple of snaps of some, a couple right. of a couple of my little dumbass things. You know what I mean? Like, but oh, I've always funny. been. I like to rather than saying I was a graffiti writer, I like to say I was a huge advocate of graffiti. I and to this day, I liked graffiti, but I always been like, yo, how did they get like so high up there? They like, did they fall? Like, was it dangerous? Like, did you ever have? Like, yeah. Hell no. When I was doing it, when I was doing it, we weren't even doing that yet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was like next level shit. Like, okay. like, like, like it was up. just, yeah. it was just walls and trains. Ooh, now it's yep. like, Cargo vans, yeah, and everything, you know, everything. Bu- building tops, and yeah. all kinds of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh because God. people figured out how to do it, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's not even now. Now that I see it, I'm like, oh, we could have thought of that. Yeah, I still wouldn't have hung from the top of that building yeah. because I'm not that guy. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, but, but, but I get it now, especially the cargo van thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's phenomenal to me. Like, I yeah. love that. Like, yeah. when I first started seeing that, it was in New York, and oh, I was just yo. like, holy shit. These Chapman. motherfuckers are like you don't even know when the guy's gonna come out and get in his car and go. Right. They're just out here like like yeah, man, you're about to get shot straight up, and that's like a private fucking yeah. That's somebody bought a U-Haul, painted it white, and they use it to move furniture because they got a little side hustle moving yep. furniture, and you fucking their side hustle yep. up, you about to get stabbed. Yeah, homie. yeah, yeah. That's the True. best. That's to me. That's the best graffiti. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't talk about that part with my kids, but me and my kids talk about graffiti. Both of them got little graffiti names. And I, let them, I let them go up in the inside wow, of the garage. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Like, What's uh, their graffiti it's name? nice until I get to start getting calls from some teachers. Oh, you know right. what I'm saying? We'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't say their names. <laughs> No, no, no. I think I think they know. I mean, the, the younger one is just drawing in notebooks. You know, it's the, okay. the one that's a little bit older. He's the one that's starting to get interested. But when we go driving around, mm. like when I pulled up here and saw the train yard and it was just splash. I was just like, oh, my God, these trains are. On. I, when I got to the window, it was like so, so. But over here, I was like, this shit's out of control. Right. Yeah. And then I get, you know, it's just like surrounded with it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like I this is it. our we got it. the old school vibe over here yeah, at Ill Studios. Yeah. My kids I love it, too. They love yeah. it, too. You know, it's art to me. I know it's like, you yeah. know. Not supposed to happen, but I love it. How, how'd you come up with the name Slug? Where'd you get the name from? Because I figured that was that was your graffiti name, but you said it wasn't. No, just. never was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Good here's question, the thing. Tone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the thing with Sluggo is it's always been a name that I've been surrounded by because it was my father's nickname. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Later in life, Spawn was like, "You should just be Sluggo," and I was like, "You're right." You know what I'm saying? I should just be Sluggo. And then I shortened it to Slug 
because Sluggo was just too long. And, and it didn't didn't have enough rhyme usages that I was like, oh, it was it sounded almost kind of cartoon like. It reminded me of the Sluggo and Nancy cartoon. And also, oh no, it's Sluggo from Mr. Bill. I don't know if y'all right. remember that. <laughs> and uh so when I grew out of my own cartoony phase with rhymes, because I used to rhyme a little bit more cartoony, you know what I'm saying? When I started rhyming more serious, I just I stopped saying sluggo almost altogether. Now if I use the word sluggo in reference, it's it's just because I finally thought of a new word to rhyme it with. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I right. never said that one, so here. Right, right. You know? Uh, but yeah, you know, it's stuck to who knows if we had not finally gotten noticed I might have ended up changing the name again. You know what I'm saying? It's just the name I had when I got noticed. So you kind of have to stick, stick with it. it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad I did now because yeah. now it's it's like it's no longer just this like moniker. There's a connection to my father that I can appreciate, That's especially dope. now that I look like him. You know what I'm saying? Like I got older That's and started dope, looking like him, and I'm just like, oh cool. shit, yeah. 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 Is your pops native? I heard your part native. Are you part native? My father is uh, half white, half black, some native. Okay. And so. Uh, the, the math is, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there ain't nobody really around to, like, tell me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Aside from his sister, family, but everybody's just kind of, like, shook because it's all grandparents that nobody ever met, things of that nature, you wow. know? But Blackfoot was the tribe. Wow, okay, I'm nice. part of Blackfoot, too, and part with your boy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I put a Snapchat last night, I was like, we got episode 100 tomorrow with Slug, you got any questions? And a few people were like, Ask if he's native. I think he's native. So I was like, I figured. You know, interesting enough, when I was a, when I was a younger kid, because racial identity has had a very interesting role in my career, specifically in my real life, not so much. It, it just is what it is. But in my career, people are uh, often like, they want to talk about it. It's interesting. Yeah. And in the earlier part, you know, it was like rare to them to see a white rapper mm-hmm. who. Well, the words would be like, oh, I've never seen a white boy rhyme this well. Mm-hmm. And then it would be on me to go, well, I'm, I'm not fully white. But then mm-hmm. I was like, why am I, why am I worried about that? Why am I checking them on that, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, when the police come, just like in that movie, they, they kind of illustrated in that, in Bamboozled, when the police show up, you're white. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So inside of the racial construct of what white, black, native is, I'm white. How I've always identified myself, though, even as a kid, like I was really proud, in fact, extra proud of my black heritage as well as native heritage. You know, I wear it on my fucking sleeve. Mm -hmm. Then I started getting other people who were like, we know you're mixed. Why are you allowing them to give you the white boy rapper title? Is it because that sells for you? You know what I'm saying? So there's Mm. always been these super fucking interesting awkward and hard to navigate moments sometimes inside of like the racial identity so now i just try to approach it as close to how i approach my real life as possible if i gotta mark boxes i mark all the fucking boxes because if you're counting if you're counting then i want you to know that there is another person of color making this money too you know what i'm saying if you're you're gonna take the time to count then i'm gonna make sure that i but then also when it comes down to everything else i just kind of let everybody just kind of identify me how they feel like they want to identify me because i'm kind of like you know when it comes down to it a lot of it is like you've navigated it well trust me i mean i have my own worries and concerns and Mm -hmm. shit because it's like i got kids too so it's like how what what how do i make sure that i'm passing off the correct, I don't want to say torch, but the, 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 how, how am I making sure that they're getting their opportunity to figure out who they are and yeah. how they how they see themselves in mm-hmm. this shit, you know what I'm saying? Right. And it's interesting because I know my dad dealt with it. You know, being a mixed kid from South Minneapolis, there was 
lots of mixed kids from South Minneapolis, but they were all tested because you were softer. If you were mixed, you were softer. You were seen as like, oh, you, you get you, you get it a little easier, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm -hmm. like, and so I know he had his own version of all that. I didn't have to deal with that. Nobody was ever like, you're softer. Because mm -hmm. they just saw me as, oh, it's just another white dude. Mm -hmm. You know, I got tested on the mic for it. But also, I also feel like I got extra credit sometimes on the mic for it. Because maybe I could spit as good as a black person standing next to me, but because I was white, it was more surprising. And so it'd be like, oh, or yeah, some shit, you know? It's like, yeah, I, yeah, right, you yeah, know, yeah. and so I've always just kind of been like, look, however people need to define it, I'm gonna let them define it. If you ask me, I'll give you the whole motherfucking story. You right. know what I'm saying? Because I feel like if I don't, then what am I saying there? You know what I mean? Like, right, it, it, right. But, but, you know, I know at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, when the police show up, they see a white dude, I'm, I'd probably talk my way out of it. You know, the other the other side is there were years and years where I was like, I'm like a spy. Like I'm, a, I'm able to I'm able to move around the white people yeah. and hear what they got to say and find out who right. they really are. Oh, you know what That's I mean? Like I've I've gone through so many phases of of awkward, challenging, and oftentimes you know difficult difficult moments just through racial identification. Amen. Yeah. Well, well, well said, though. Well put. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I've, I've had a lot of time to think about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. Slug, I got a couple questions. This is off subject. Um, one question I want to ask you, and I'll make sure I want to get off. Back in, like, was it 97? Uh, rest in peace idea. A great oh, idea. Was it the Blaze Battles? Was that 97? Blaze was 99. 99. 99. Okay. Yeah. Was that true that he was, you guys, he was offered a deal from Bad Boy and... Puff Daddy and you guys canceled it or I don't know how long the um that was just something in the hood you know that was always talked I about heard that. and I, I, heard I, I that. need to know the truth on that you know I, I don't <laughs> I don't know what the um statute of limitations is on the non-disclosure right that I signed off on <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm allowed to say uh here <laughs> <laughs> That's the two meaning no. <laughs> no, that was definitely though something that we talked about. Um, that Blaze Battles when we, you guys got Rhyme Sayers as a whole started getting a lot of recognition as long as with, you know, the atmosphere movement moving steady. That was something that we were rooting for y'all. Man. That was crazy. When he won that, that's when I knew, oh, holy shit. This is like Oh, this is huge. You know what I mean? In my head, like we'd been to other battles, me right. and him, you know. Uh, but he went and he won this one in New York against all these New York rappers. You know what I mean? The majority of them dudes out there, not all of them, but the majority of them were like New York underground dudes. And a lot of them weren't even freestylers in that way. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like the, that was the battle that separated the, 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 the 90s type of freestyling to the 2000s type of freestyling. In the 90s, it was all off the head. It was all like fucking stream of consciousness you'll bend around the beat you'll do whatever it was all more like freestyle fellowship kind of shit right okay. and then after that it became about like the writtens and kind of like the grind time stuff you know what i mean like yeah. and so that battle to me was kind of like right on that line and i'm i'm not saying the battle is the line but it was right in that time period of the separation of the type of battling and you got to see the dude who was from the older type of battling versus all these dudes from the newer type of battling. And he went through all of them. He yeah. ate them all up. Yeah. But then it didn't matter. It's still the new way of battling transcended. Yeah. And I was like, that's a real interesting 
thing that happened. This was right. all in my head before even idea had passed. I was like, man, this is a this is an interesting way that this happened because you obviously are probably top three battler in the country right now. And you just went on this big ass show with all this shit and it's on HBO and then it's like one of the first times that that shit was really targeted to mainstream. True. Yep. But it's still, instead of it sparking more people to try to battle like you, like the old school, it it it, it, it still turned into like the new way of battling. You know what mm. I mean? And that's what I knew. Okay, you can't stop. You, you, you can't stop evolution. You can't. Mm. Just because you might be better, it don't matter. If you're not what's new in this, then you gotta, you gotta, you just gotta wear your face, wear your hat, take your spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that was important for me to see as an older guy rapping and getting into it. I'm glad I saw that because it also showed me not to try. Don't go at the throats of these young kids. You know what I'm saying? When I hear kids that are not as tight as me, mm-hmm. getting this, that, and the third, don't have an opinion. Just be like, yo educate your people True. talk to your people mm-hmm. communicate mm-hmm. I might be better than you but right now it's your turn yep. Yep. you know yep. what I'm saying and and I feel like that 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 kind of in a weird way is part of why I still get to do this now yeah. is that I was not one of the old heads that got bitter and mad I just was like well go with the flow yeah. I'm still gonna do what I do so and I'm gonna ride my own wave it. and I'm not even gonna try to sound like the new shit you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like, I never even was like ah, I'm not hopping on none of that I'm gonna stick with my wave yeah and, and and just let the chips fall where they're gonna fall. You know what I'm saying? Like and, and I feel like in a weird way, that's actually become the strength of how me and Anthony still are we still have this job. Ain't nobody fired us yet. You know what I'm saying? Like shout out to Ant. Big shout out to Ant. That's dope. That is dope, man. You had another one? You said you had two questions. You did. Um I oh. do have another well, I have a question about sound set. Was the first official sound set at the Metrodome or was it beforehand a smaller venue? It was a smaller venue. See, I heard that okay. too, yeah. It was uh you remember the thirty oh three lake spot? Yeah, definitely. It was up there. Okay. The original sound set, but it was you had to go through an actual so above, Lake Street entrance. Above the shoe store? No, no, no. Thirty oh three, um, over by Hiawatha and Lake. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And so there's a spot up there that's got the church pews on the walls. That yeah, I know exactly. Millions what you're talking of parties about. have been there, right? Yep. Above that, off, same big nail, unit, but another unit inside of the big building, um, it was three rooms: a small one, a bigger one, and a bigger one. And we rented that from the same owner, actually, that used to own that 3003 spot. Is it the Rodale? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Got all the up above Town yeah. Talk yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, definitely. That's yep. it. Yep. And uh, you would enter right next to Town Talk to get up there. It was a Lake Street entrance instead of that 30th Avenue entrance mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that was called. Whatever that little street was. I can't remember. But uh, so we threw an overnight party there. We were watching all these raves crack off. And we were like, well, let's yes, do Yes, that's a, where they were at. Too. Let's do a rave, only let's make it all rap groups, all local rap. Nice. And so we booked like 30 acts. And started at like fucking 10 p.m. and went to 6 a.m. Wow. And fucking just one after the other, you and know. They called it Soundset. It was called Soundset. Wow. It was actually called Soundset 97 because that was the okay. year we did it. Wow. I remember that. I see the flyers. That's crazy. Yeah, the flyer had the boombox on the yeah. front. And you flip it over, had all the names, Buddha Thai, fucking, uh, uh, I just remember his, I think his name was First Stage. Um, motherfucking Buddha. Dino Spectrum played at that shit. That was like we've only played two shows ever as the Dino Spectrum, right. and that was That's one so of them. Cool. You know, fucking. Uh, I just had to see the flyer again recently because somebody was documenting a bunch of shit and asked me to bring in all my flyers so they could take pictures, and I was like looking at it, but I I, I remember now, but I just know it was a yeah definitely all, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And I did I I remember seeing that. I don't think I was there. I think the first sound set 
was the Metrodome for a lot of yeah, us. That's the one I remember. That's the first one I remember. 2000, 2007. So it was exactly... No, I'm sorry. Eight. 2008. Yeah. So it was, it was 11 years. It was 11 years after the so one. So you guys didn't keep it going after Well, we that? did. Yeah. We went to First Ave and started okay. doing Soundset Wednesdays. See, I remember that too. Yeah. Yep. So they gave us every Wednesday night to do an all-ages dance party, and we would have a couple of DJs just rock for hours, and then we'd have two performances, one at 11 and one at 12, and let you do 15 minutes, and we would just book local kids to play. And what was oh. tight about it is there was a couple of times that First Ave was like, yo, we want to bring Ice-T in. Would you allow us to put him in before Soundset Wednesday. Like, oh yeah, or yo, we want to have LL play. Can we? Can he come in and do before Soundset Wednesday? And then what happens is that anybody that goes to LL show can stay for free, but they would all dip because it was all the 16 year olds showing up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And nobody want to hang out with all these fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, and so, but still what would happen though is Ice-T would still be backstage you know, drying off, whatever, and we'd start the party, and they'd be like, God damn, the place is still packed, and then they'd end up hanging out and kicking it That's or some right. shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 so so there was a couple of classic nights that took place, and then a ton of performances, you know, we fucking had Cancer and fucking Raw Villa, and like all, everybody who was throwing shows already in like, that was like 99, I think, Yeah. anybody that was throwing shows for themselves, came through and played that for the most part i don't think you guys ever did though did no, you no 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 you might have been the only ones we, we got, was hating we, we, we was hating yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> we didn't really hit hard till about 2000 okay. 2001 anyways me and tony yeah. by then we had we had gone we had shifted from trying to be a uh because we were still in the phase of we wanted we were a promotions company yeah you know we were a record label we were opening a store we were a promotions company all this shit because we had our eyes were way bigger than our plate type shit or our whatever how you say you know what i mean like so we were just like ah oh. but then people started asking for atmosphere to come out of town and play shows and we were just like well we gotta let a few things go here if we're gonna also now become right. a touring company you know what i'm saying and so so we stopped focusing on trying to throw tons of parties like we were throwing probably like 20 to 30 parties a year at back then you know we were doing them at the red sea we were doing them in the main room we were doing them in the entry we had the mighty fine cafe we were doing them all over the city definitely I every would. week there'd be like two events that we were throwing mm -hmm. unless it was like uh it was a little bit harder in the summer but during the school years because a lot of our shit was all ages so mm -hmm. during the school years you could promote the fuck out of it make yeah. it crack off mm -hmm. and that's what we were doing we were we were we were getting calls from the city Threatening to put us in jail and shit. Sadiq for would save the voicemails voicemails because we were we were flying. We were sniping the schools. <laughs> they call like, it snipe promotions. Yeah. Nice. You come I to school the next day. <laughs> you come to school the next day and your classroom windows had our posters <laughs> facing yeah. in the class. Every fucking high school. Like, we yeah. go out, it's a group of ten with different cars. This is game, all you young yes. young yeah. promoters out yeah, there. Hustle. And, uh, still prevalent. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're talking shit about bringing that shit back, actually. Because especially now. Like, what, you, what are you going to do to us now, right. city? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Y'all can really snipe them out. I'm just saying. Your mayor is on hold right now. What hey. you want? <laughs> Facts. Yeah, man. It. Yeah, man. Well, yo, I know you got to get going. Before we wrap up, you want to just talk about the new album real quick and the new tour that you got Oh, sure. Up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Anthony and myself, we um, we dropped another project uh, just not that long ago, a couple of days ago, a week Out ago. Out of the blue, too. It's just like a surprise. surprise. I mean, surprise. you know, we did drop a video like a month ago. We announced a tour like a month ago. So it to me, I could see the chatter on Twitter. There were some people that were like, okay, there's an album coming. Yeah. Like, I, I got seen it. You know what I mean? So it wasn't a complete surprise. But for a lot of people, I also got people going, 
how the fuck did I not know this was happening? Like, they mm-hmm. think that they missed the cycle. Like, they missed our, our machine doing the thing. Right, right. Like, oh, shit, that's kind of... I wasn't expecting to see that. I was yeah. expecting people to be like, oh, stream the new album, it's out, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I saw more people than I expected to be like, I didn't even know. How did, how did I not know this? I, I follow you. How did I not know this? And I'm yeah. like... I ain't gonna respond. Just <laughs> right. Just keep yeah. moving. But go, so yeah, new project. Uh, Twelve songs. Um, you know, some good friends on there. We yeah, got some Mu- dope Muja. features on there. Muja's yeah. on there. Musab is on there. He's one of my favorite, hands down, ever in the Half, city. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, all all everybody that's on there, I fucking is is one of my favorites. Yeah. That's how. That's how. Here's the thing, man. I've never been like, yo, let me go get some features. Let me. Who can I holler at? You know, it's just friends. Yeah, making I've music, always just yep. been like, yo, friends. Period. And in yeah. uh. And so I, I, I fucking, I stand up for all of them. They're all dope. Muja, Musab, Half for Dozen. Sure. Half Dozen murders this yeah, album. Yeah, Half Dozen's cold, man. Uh, uh, gift, g- g- gift, gift to Yep, she, 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 she murders She's it. And then, and, then, yeah. and then there's another person. Who do I, I'm forgetting somebody. Probably somebody Nikki whack. Jean is on there. No, Nikki's on there. She's dope. But there's another ra- rapper, a whack rapper. What's his name? Oh, Merce's whack ass is on there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fucking fucking uh yeah, well, it's it's streaming, it's everywhere. Um, tour coming to a city near you. We're going on tour in off? January, okay. about a month from now, a little less than a month from now, January thirteenth. We we head out on the road, uh, full North America. Um, but we're trying to we're, we're trying to kill it all in a really short amount of time. So there's been a lot of people that are like, how come you're not coming to Tampa or whatever? And it's just like, well. You know, I only I got a bunch of kids. I got only so much time. So what I'm trying right. to do is stagger it and do these towns, and then the next time these towns, True. and then okay. and just kind of keep a cycle going like that. You know, we've been doing that for a while, but it just seems like every time we announce a tour, people are still just like, can't please everybody. Like you fucking yeah. hate Indianapolis now. And it's like, <laughs> no, I fucking love every city with a right. record store. Like, what are you? But that gotta feel. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's like. A- gift and a curse because it's like oh you're disappointing maybe them but then it's kind of like it's kind of dope that they're like oh man we want you to come out here yeah. no I agree you know what though you they know? created that blueprint for independent art not just Minnesota worldwide nationwide you guys are iconic for that we appreciate Definitely. the blueprint you gave some of us to you know to take off I mean I've put together a few of my own tours and I know it ain't easy mm-hmm. it just ain't you know and and the shit you guys have done for Minnesota alone, but just the hip hop culture is awesome, slug for real. Bro. I, I appreciate that. Salute, man. I appreciate that. Just know I didn't do it for none of y'all. No, for sure. <laughs> 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 no, nah, but 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 for real though, like I'm glad that we've been able to stay um, somewhat legitimately transparent, so that people True. can see what we do. You know what I mean? And and figure out how to apply it. But to to, to be fair, you know, we were informed by looking at people doing it uh-huh. you know it's just that i think um what happened was as i was looking at like the beat nuts and Shut you know up. some of my favorites and seeing how they were doing it i'm like okay they're they're catching flights and they're coming into town and they're staying at the hotel down the street and they want this much money and i was watching a lot of that stuff going okay how do i not how, how do i pull this off without losing money mm-hmm. right and that's what was like then i went and looked at how the rock bands were doing it and the punk rock kids and shit. I'm like, oh, they're just getting in the van. Yep. Oh, that's what you do? Okay, so at the end of the night, yo, anybody got a floor we could sleep on tonight? Okay, just saved another 200 bucks there and so on and so forth. And it was like, that was really the blueprint for us was we just kind of was like, how do we do this without spending any money? You know what I mean? And then from there, it built to where, you know, now we could spend money, but we're still, 
You know, the good, man, the thing is, I'll say this, man, we've been doing this for over 20 years now, and we still haven't necessarily plateaued. Now, we've maybe plateaued in, like, how many people buy the album, but a lot of that has to do with the way the industry works. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but as far as our touring machine, it's still going at a full on, it's still a full machine. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's still like 15 people eating off of that. You know what I mean? Every fucking year. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, so, so whatever that is, I, I probably won't ever write a book about it, but I do implore people to take a look at it and figure out what they could take from it and apply to what they got going on because for better for worse Definitely. you know local or not if you don't like me you don't like atmosphere you don't like what we stand for you don't like our music all that shit aside just look at what we did mm-hmm. and figure out how to take from that you don't True. have to you don't have to like the music because to me it ain't even about that anymore no it's like it's, i'm already here my music is happening it's a 20 it's, year it, strong yeah business. yeah yeah it's 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 it, it ain't going nowhere yeah but what else can be taken from it to apply to moving everything forward for everybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it doesn't even have to be inspired by, you ain't gotta be inspired by slug. I don't give a fuck. But like I say, just look at, look at the, look at the, look at the shit we did and the, and the choices we made mm-hmm. and see if any of that might work for, for you. Sure. You know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it like that. Slug, yeah. appreciate you stopping by, bro. Yes. Thank you. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. This means a lot to us. And I don't even think you understand, like, we didn't even touch how much you've impacted, right. like, bro, like, you, you're one of the people that make us proud to be from Minnesota. Oh, Facts. thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I, you a legend, bro. I don't even know how to respond. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I'm going give to you, give you your flowers. Episode 100, smell, man. Bro. You got to yes. give them the roses where you were alive, hey, bro. Episode 100. Big Ben. I'm into it. I'm into oh, it. Man. Appreciate it. Blue. We out. Peace. We out. Y'all let me y'all let me show up in my fucking PJs, I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. You know, I'm the king of my city. Twin City Tone Podcast.